Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Department of Defense memo has now rescinded the COVID-19 shot mandate. We're going to be talking about this and its consequences on faith and freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. And Holly, Liberty Council has been working on this since 2021 when this mandate came out on August 24, 2021. And also another mandate came out on November 30, 2021, and that was regarding the armed forces uh, with regards to the National Guard and the Ready Reserve. So all of these were under the shop mandate mm -hmm. since August and November of 2021. We litigated, went to court. We've been in court. We have an upcoming trial toward the end of February that is currently scheduled. But in the meantime, the National Defense Authorization Act was passed by Congress at the very end of the term in 2022, it was signed into law, and that included a provision that the Department of Defense had to officially rescind these COVID shot mandates. That has now been done as of early January 2023. So going forward, no one will be forced to get the COVID-19. However, there's going to be pressure, no doubt, because Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin sent out a memo still supporting the shots, thinking that it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, if you will. Sliced bread may not be such the greatest thing, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's the saying that we say right. all the time. But he wanted to say that it was wonderful, that he supports it, but he's rescinding it because he had to because of the NDAA and that they're going to continue to encourage people to get the COVID shots and the boosters, although by law they cannot mandate the COVID-19 shots at this stage. Yeah, in the same memo where he's saying, okay, we're rescinding the shot mandate. However, the department will continue to promote and encourage COVID-19 vaccine vaccination for all service members. So it's like he's saying two things here, read between the lines. You know? That's right, yeah. <laughs> and we know what encouragement means. Right. You know, they're, going, they're here pressure. to encourage you. Yeah. It's a pressure. And uh, because the memo also states this, all commanders have the responsibility and authority to preserve the department's compelling interest in mission accomplishment. This responsibility and authority includes the ability to maintain military readiness, unit cohesion, good order and discipline, and the health and safety of a resilient joint force. And, you know, he's, he's been arguing the whole military readiness. You have to be jabbed in order to be military ready. That's right. That's and in the same mantra. paragraph, he says the department will continue to promote and encourage COVID-19 vaccination for all service members. So if it is a duty of a commander and their responsibility to promote health and safety, which obviously that would be true, and good order and discipline, unit cohesion, military readiness, certainly all true. But when they then add into that, that in order to have unit cohesion— good order and discipline, and the health and safety of a resilient force, you need to get these, specifically, COVID-19 shots. Right. So when they have an encouragement, now they don't have the authority to mandate it, and a commander says, 
I want to apply for a religious accommodation request, you know what they're going to say? We can't force you, but you're a commander, and it's your duty to provide and set the example for unit cohesion, good order and discipline, the health and safety of a resilient force. So what do you think you're doing by not taking this shot? You are undermining good order and discipline, the health and safety of a resilient force. That, you know, is going to be in their personnel records. And right. when it gets to the point where they get up for promotion, that's going to be a mark against them. I was going to say, and the quiet part they're not saying is that you want to have a promotion uh, coming up, you probably won't get that. And the thing is, Matt, I mean, what about all these service members that we've been representing, as well as many others that have already been punished, they've already been demoted, they've already been discharged, or those who felt they had to cave and get the shot, so now they're physically damaged for the rest of their lives? Yeah, though, the latter part of them, because we did a series of emails on Air Force uh, people, and it's not just Air Force, but there is a document that uh, the a number of members of the United States Air Force put together, and they are individual stories of pilots, Air Force pilots, or those that are in the Air Force, but particularly pilots especially, that have been injured for life. Some of those had to go out on disability. Some of those will never be the same because... Mm-hmm. Under pressure, they were told, get the shots or you're not going to fly anymore. If you don't fly anymore, your career's over. It already is over. And now for some of them, their life is essentially over as they know it. And they have a fateful day that they turn back and they wish they could turn back that clock to the day before they took these shots. So there's lots of people that have been injured. Those, you know... Monetary compensation doesn't do it. Yeah, and we can't reverse that. But we do continue to fight because those who have been demoted or kicked out or punished somehow, we're continuing to fight with our trial coming up in February. Well, and the Pentagon is now saying that they're considering uh, having back pay for those that were booted out and opening up the door for those that were booted out to return. They need to. The fact of the matter is there is a recruitment problem that has occurred. They know it, even in this memo, though they try to deny that there's no relationship. I can tell you that there is a relationship. You talk to these people as we have. Holly, we've talked to them, and many of our staff have talked to them. These are people that have been in the military for 18, 20, 25 years. In one case, 39 years with Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers, now medically retired because of a vax injury from the Moderna shot. They have always been your biggest recruiters, your biggest cheerleaders. They would always tell people, the military is a great place for a career. And now they're telling people, no, it's not a great place. Don't come in. Even their family members, even their children in one case. Like Pete Chambers. I mean, it's a family history for him, for them yes. to be in the military. He's a 39 year veteran of the U.S. Army. And now he's telling his son, mm, then that's now's not the not right a good time. time. Not yeah. a good time, son, to come into the military. He's been in the military. Previous generations of Pete right. Chambers' his family dad, his grandfather, has been in the yeah. military. Yep. It's in the DNA, if you will. Right. He is a Purple Heart recipient. He's one of six at the time of his retirement Green Beret flight surgeons in the entire world. Right. And he would be your biggest recruiter. But he's now even telling his son, son, it's not time to go because of the environment under this VAX mandate. Right. Well, he sees what's going on. I mean, the, the wokeism they're pushing, they're allowing, you know, those who want to 
so-called transition in the military, where that we would be paying for surgery. They're, they're allowing HIV positive in the military. But, oh, if you want a religious exemption, mm, sorry, no. Sorry, you have to be discharged. And That's this a problem. Was, this has been an abusive, unbelievable system under Joe Biden since August 24, 2021. We've been leading the battle on this. We've got a preliminary injunction on behalf of all of the class members of the United States Marines. We filed an injunction on behalf of all the different branches, all six branches of the military. The various judges around the country um, decided, apparently they may have communicated with one another, that it would be easier for them to take one branch at a time rather than to eat the elephant with one bite. They mm. did it in sections. So we have filed on behalf of all of them. We have a, an injunction on behalf of the United States Marines. There's an injunction on behalf of the U.S. Navy, the Air Force, the Space Force. There's some members of the U.S. Army that have gotten injunctions. And then our injunction regarding the Coast Guard is pending. But in the meantime, this mandate has ultimately been rescinded, which is good news. Uh, but there has to be restitution and there has to be a change of this religious accommodation policy that the Department of Defense and the military branches completely ignored because one of the startling revelations that we discovered in our litigation is that this current administration operates as if it's above the law. Right. Like the law doesn't mean anything to them. It wasn't until I argued at the Court of Appeals on behalf of a commander of a Navy warship and a lieutenant uh, commander, uh, lieutenant colonel of the United States Marines, that in their brief, the DOD's brief, in part of a sentence, not even a whole sentence, that they finally acknowledged that the Religious Freedom Restoration Act applies to the military. They finally acknowledged that. What do you that. know? <laughs> After multiple days in trial, we had three eight-plus-hour days of trial. We've had briefs. Finally, they acknowledged it in a brief at the Court of Appeals, but then they go on to say, but. Yes, it applies, but. No, there is no but. It applies, and you need to abide by it, and that's what has to occur going forward. You need to follow and obey the law. Continue to pray for our many, many men and women in all of the branches of the armed services. For more information on how you can learn more and support what we're doing here, you can go to lc.org, and specifically lc.org forward slash military. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org.